Once again, no time for the cold open. Yay. Hello and welcome to episode 660 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. With me, not again this week, four in a row, five in a row, I've lost track. But Adam is still on vacation for the rest of the month. He'll be back in September. September 11th will be a brand new episode with the two of us where we break down all the submissions for the August Monthly Challenge. Um, as I've mentioned probably a million times, our schedules just didn't line up. Nothing else going on. This isn't like uh, Bing Crosby and uh, Bob. No. Who are the, the guys who... Martin. Martin and Lewis. Who am I? Martin? He, he, he can be Lewis. Anyways, nothing like that. It's just a matter of scheduling. The summers get very crazy, especially with, with, with as the kids get older and baseball, and there's no overlap. So going to finish up the last couple episodes here of the solo summer, and we'll get back to business as usual. Uh, what's going on? Vacation, pretty much. Uh, swimming in the Mediterranean, most likely, is the plan. So hopefully that's going with off without a hitch. Um, other than that, nothing, taking pictures, what's, what's, what's going on this summer. Uh, reminder, that monthly challenge I already mentioned is holiday snapshot. Throw that up on Instagram, hashtag two hosers monthly challenge, hashtag hey hosers, even better do both of those things and tag us at two hosers and we'll be sure to check that out. Even better than all of that, throw it on the new Flickr, the Two Hosers new, the new Two Hosers, easy for me to say, the new Two Hosers Flickr group, and uh, be sure to do the tags and the what have you. However that, however Flickr works, you'll probably have to tell me, uh, and we'll talk about that when we're back. So for the summer, we're doing short episodes, we being me. And I've decided to pick out a few of my favorite photos that I've taken over the years and just pick one and break it down and tell the story behind that photo. And today's photo, this week's photo, is actually one from Italy, where we've been to quite a few times. So, you know, as a kid growing up, uh, a vacation for us would be you get in the car and you drive somewhere. And uh, it's always the old joke with the in the 1970s and early 80s is we had air conditioning. Our car had air conditioning. We had the, the, the 460 air conditioning. It's four windows down, 60 miles an hour. That's your AC. The Klimaanlage of Deutsch. Um, and so we'd drive up. We'd go up to Kelowna or Penticton or, or somewhere up in the interior, go up, go to the lake and whatnot, uh, pull the trailer, maybe stay in a, in a, in a, in a motel back in the day and uh, that was our summer vacation we loved it and so that would be you know you'd be in the car anywhere six six plus hours would be something like that uh which which means you'd get halfway across bc not that that's it if you want to go all the way across i think it's about 12 hours to calgary something like that 
so when I moved over here, obviously, and you know, and have had a family, and even before the kids came along, my wife and I, we would go on vacation. We'd you know maybe drive to Italy or or somewhere. It's the same kind of thing. So we get in the car with the kids, and instead of driving to Asoyas, uh, we pop down to Tuscany, which sounds bizarre. Unless you live here. If you live over here in Europe, not so crazy. Uh, to good. That's, what, that's what's kind of fun about living here is you can go from country to country. It doesn't take that long. Although, relatively speaking, when you think of it, like, like oh my God, nine hours. I think for us to, get, to drive down to the Tuscan coast, I think we're looking at a nine-hour drive if there's no traffic, which there can be, and that's no fun. Uh, but so what we did was uh, a few years ago, so 2016, I think was our first year going down there. We had some friends come over from Vancouver, uh, three families, and then ours was the fourth family. Uh, all good friends. We all have kids around the same age. And uh, we decided, you know what? We're going to do like a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. We're going to rent a villa in Tuscany. Big giant house, sleep 16 of us, and big pool in the yard, and massive yard, tennis courts, and the whole deal. And we're going to just do that for a week, which we did. Had a great time, once in a lifetime trip. And uh, everybody had such a wonderful time. We did it again three years later in Spain. So, not really once in a lifetime, but. So, our plan was since like they, they were coming over, they were going to fly over bounce around Europe a little bit and then meet us and we would drive down in the in-laws RV they have a relatively new um Wohnmobil what do you call those like a motorhome and uh was perfect for us we could drive that down stay the week and then carry on to the coast and enjoy another week and a half or so or so uh at the beach and we fell in love with it we thought wow this is fantastic that was 2016. We went again in, in 2018, which is when this photo was taken. Um, I think we did the same thing. Took the RV, borrowed the RV, and went down. Uh, that was great. And then the following year, 2019, our friends decided, hey, we want to come back. Let's do the villa thing again, but let's, tie, let's, let's do Spain. And so we did Spain up in the hills a little bit and uh, a little away from the, the coast and had a great time, took the RV, and then carried on with our Spanish vacation. Now, what ended up happening uh, on that, we went down, we went to the Costa Brava, we met them for a week, and then we carried on with our vacation, went to the Costa Brava, and had a great time, except the issue in the RV is, it was getting a little small, first of all, my kids were getting bigger, and uh, that was a problem, but once you show up and you park the RV and you're, you're, you're at your campsite, you're there. If you want to go around and hit some of the cool old villages, uh, they better be within walking or bicycle distance or you're not going. And on top of that, even if you were to pick up stakes and drive the RV into town, all these little towns are so small that you really, it's just not feasible. You can't get it, get them in there. You can't park the, the, the RV. So it's just not a thing. So we decided right then we're going to buy ourselves a tent trailer. 
Now, I would love to have a full-on trailer, like a trailer trailer, except we don't really have anywhere to keep it in the in the off season, and that that presents a bit of a problem. Uh, so that while that would be nice because you can have all your stuff just kind of socked away and just get up and go, and, and as soon as you get to where you're going, boom, go to sleep. We opted for something in the middle, found ourselves a used tent trailer just before COVID happened, and uh, which I think was actually a benefit because we ended up using it quite a bit after that. Once what, the, the very first summer we went and long story short, forget about that part. So now we have ourselves a tent trailer and uh, we took that down last year, two years ago, sorry, two years ago, 2021, we drove down and went a different route. So from where I am, this might not be interesting. I don't know. You, there's a couple different routes you can take. You got to cut through some countries. So one of those being, one of the options of where I live is to go cut straight down uh, through Switzerland. You basically drive almost through downtown Zurich and off you go. And so you end up driving through the, through the Alps and you get to, you have to get through uh, 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 some of the steep Alps and there is a tunnel called the Gotthard Tunnel, which is, I think, I'm going to say 16 kilometers long. Maybe it's longer. I forget now. I was not prepared for it the first time I went through it. Uh, I was I was kind of, was that the only time? I, I think that might have been the only time I went through. The time I went through, I was not prepared for exactly how long it was. Uh, it just keeps going and going and going and going. Uh, I think it's like 20 minutes or something to get through the tunnel. Um, but once you're through, life is good. However, it's one lane each way. And so they limit the number of cars that are in the tunnel at any given time, which means there's a certain amount, a few, you think it's like 28,000 cars a day are allowed to go through there. So if you get there at the wrong time, you are embroiled in this massive traffic jam of everybody merging to get into this tunnel, which I did not see coming. And so we ended up waiting in line I've heard it wasn't nearly as bad as it could be. I think we I think we waited in line uh, for about three hours, just parked there. Now the rub is that it's a slight incline. You're in the mountains, and so you're not just parked. You're slowly inching forward, and I have everybody almost. It's going away now, but most people in Germany at the time or in Europe had manual transmissions. So here I have the little sewing machine engine in our, our minivan towing a little bit too heavy tent trailer jammed with a barbecue and a bunch of other things on a slight incline and just inching forward, inching forward for three hours. And after a while, we can smell the clutch burning. Of course, we're assuming, oh my, it's so, so bad. It's, every, it's, it's not us. And it, it wasn't just us, it was everybody. For three hours, basically everybody there was just burning out their clutch. And the whole valley just smells terrible. Um, but we got through without, and finally got through and, and carried on through through Switzerland. And uh, crossed over the border, which is not, it's sort of a border, borderish. Uh, oh no, they have a border in, in, in Switzerland because they're not a Schengen state, of course. Um, 
Point being, we get across, and now we're into, into northern Italy, and all of a sudden, it is jammed. The traffic is just jammed again because there had been floods the week before, and now the roads are closed, and now it's just mayhem of cars, and my clutch goes. We're stuck in traffic with the trailer and in a roundabout, and I can feel the clutch slipping. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do. I can't get out of the way. There's nowhere for me to go. And so I kind of panic. And off I turn. I, I keep going around the roundabout, just so I don't want to stop and pull up in this little residential neighborhood just to get out of the way, just so I'm not going to uh, mess up everybody else's day. But now I'm panicking. I don't know what to do. We're pretty far from home, pretty far from where we're headed, and my clutch is, is, is not functioning properly. And you can smell it. So I pull up, and the only place I can stop is in front of this little restaurant in, 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 this, in this part of uh, a town called Como. And everyone's sitting outside eating lunch, and the restaurant owner is furious because I'm parked in front, and it smells terrible, like an oil fire right outside where everybody's trying to eat, and uh, I'm ruining the day. I don't know what to do. He, he's telling me to get out of there. I can't move. I got nowhere to go. Luckily, a guy eating at the restaurant lives across the street and says, hey, go park in my driveway, and you just let it cool down, and uh, you'll be fine. And so we did. We parked there for a couple hours, walked around, let the car cool down a little bit, and then once that happened, the clutch was working reasonably well, and uh, off we went and went back on our trip. Uh, Timing-wise, we, we'd, we'd, we'd allotted nine hours. I think it was an like eight, and, eight and a half hour drive. Uh, I think it took us closer to 18 and a half hours because all things told because of the, the flooding and the traffic and the, the clutch. And uh, we barely made it. Plan was to get there sometime around noon. We got there three minutes before nine at night when they uh, decided that, uh, when they were closing. So we managed to squeak in just in time, set up in the dark, and get some sleep. So the prior trip, though, we went to this place called Vada near Chechnya. That's that's the, the campground we, we go to is in this little tiny village um, right on the water. So you, you camp right on the Mediterranean. It's amazing. And so in 2018, when we were down there, I brought my, at the time, I, I still had my 5D Classic. Brought the 85 mil and uh, just to take some nice evening photos. And my kids, we would go, we'd go swimming at night in the evening, pretty much every night. Wait for the sun to go down. Um, magic hour. It was just amazing. The, the the water would just turn to glass, and we'd head out there. And uh, I would I would always I would take this. That was like a burner camera. For a long time, I used my 40D for that, which I bought another one for my kids, and I'll use that on this trip, but uh, this was the, the, the 5D and went out and snapped this photo of my kids, one of my favorite photos of my kids uh, out in the Mediterranean just in golden hour as the, as the sun's going down. Uh, I, wish, I wish I had done more for this photo. This is an example of two things. One, putting yourself in the right place at the right time. Two, picking the right lens. So three things: picking the right lens, and what was the third third thing? I was gonna say. Uh, oh, having a burner camera. I always recommend that. Have a camera that you're not afraid to go out into the. So I'm not. I'm not in a boat. I'm not 
on a dock or anything. I'm out, you know, waist deep in water myself, holding the camera just above the water of the Mediterranean uh, Sea to get this angle. So I'm not concerned about that camera getting splashed. Obviously, I don't go underwater with it, but if it gets splashed, it gets splashed. But having a burner instead of your fancy, fancy camera gets you photos like this. So that is Vada. Hopefully to get, get something like that again this year. If I do, I'll post it. If I don't, I'll post that too. But uh, that's the plan. We'll see if my kids cooperate. They have to pretend they like each other. We'll see what, we'll see if they can do that this year. Okay, reminder, monthly challenge is, uh, what is it? Holiday snapshot. Oh, hey, speaking of which, holiday snapshot, throw that on Instagram, hashtag two hosers monthly challenge, hashtag hey hosers, even better. Do both of those things and tag us at two hosers. And we'll talk, you know, even better than that, do that and throw it on Flickr in our new Two Hosers monthly challenge Instagram, uh, Flickr group, Flickr group, that if I can't figure out, someone will help me, I'm sure. Uh, and we'll talk about that when we're back. Websites, you can find my stuff at alanatridge.com, woodworking.com, or the two of us at twohosers.com, where you can go to find all the links, the photos, everything I just talked about. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.